Welcome to the Augusta Golf Show podcast. Now, here's John Patrick. Peter Kessler, award-winning broadcaster, golf historian. Uh, we haven't had him on at the beginning of the year, so this is this is something brand new. It's a pleasure to welcome Peter Kessler back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Peter? I am well. Things are good. I'm delighted to be with you, and I wish you and all the people you love a happy, fun, healthy, prosperous, all good things new year. Now, same to you. Thank you for that. Same to you. If if you were still doing Golf Talk Live, would you want the live players on your show? I wouldn't even want the PGA Tour players on my show. <laughs> there hasn't been one great player, one great player who started his career this century. Not one. The last great player to start a career was Tiger Woods in 1996. So that's why I have less interest in the PGA Tour players because by and large they're boring and there's no great players by its classic definition. But I would rather interview the live players because I'd like to understand how it is that you take a check from Hitler uh, and and go ahead and play in his golf tournaments, but also want to play in the tournaments in the United States. So and and so it's more interesting than anything that's going on with the PGA Tour, even though it's dying. It's dying right now. It's on it's on life support. It's over. The branding guy left. The guy who markets team stuff was really important. He left. The guy above Greg left, and Greg is just Greg's just a front man. He is not a CEO. Just because you're great in one thing doesn't mean automatically you can show up and be great in another thing. That's why so many golfers who turned announcers, they think, well, because he was a guy. I can't even speak English. Gary Koch is upset because they were going to cut him back and ask him to do some events on the golf channel. He said, I don't know work for niche channels. And I'm going, you, you shouldn't even be in a third grade stage play reading someone else's lines other than saying the same stupid stuff over and over again. So the, the PGA Tour is in great shape. No great players. Nobody had really liked to interview there. But, yeah, I'd like to interview Greg and Phil. None of the I don't want to interview anybody I've never heard of. It's like when Ray Floyd went to play Lee Trevino for the first time in the early 60s. They said, you know, you got to come down and play this guy. It's a lot of money. And Ray Floyd said, what's his name? And they said, Lee Trevino. And he goes, fine. He said, I'll play anybody I've never heard of. What, what would it, let's say Greg is sitting across from you. What's the one thing you'd like to hear him say? Um, that he now realizes that when you're the CEO of a new company, that's already going to be polarizing that the first thing you need to do is make a list of the things that you need to do in order to try to get accepted by the golf community. So you already know you're an outlier. So you don't want to be more of that. Golf is a game of inclusion. So how can you get together with the ruling bodies of worldwide professional golf? So the first thing you would do is say, what do I need to do for the players that I get to ensure that they continue to have the opportunities to play perhaps down the road in PGA events, even though maybe at first we won't be able to certainly want to keep their place in the majors. And the only way to do that is to make sure that they have 
World Golf Ranking Points. That's the basis upon which all invitations and qualifications are based on. And so if you don't have a 72-hole event with a 36-hole cut and a feeder tour, you're not eligible, not eligible for official world golf ranking points. If you're not, then what happens is exactly what's happening now. And this is why the Fred Ridley thing is understandable. The decision he made, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure. But Fred knows that because they made the foolish mistake of not doing the most important thing they had to do, which was to make sure their players get points by having 72 holes, a 36-hole cut, and a feeder tour, is they're just going to be dropping off the list every day. Every week, next time there's a tournament, the guys on the live tour slip further down the list. So come a few months after the Masters is over, all those top 50 guys who are on the live tour ain't going to be in the top 50 anymore. So the only live guys going forward, in my view, after the Masters, who will get to play in a major is if they're qualified by being a former champion. There's not going to be another formula. So that means Cam Smith's going to get to play again at the Open Championship if they let him play. So there's so few guys from Live who are going to be eligible to play in the world's recognized golf tournaments, not exhibitions. It's uh, it's just, it's going to go bye bye on its own. It's an implosion based on horrible decisions to one format, but then not to form it in such a way that it can be functional. It's dysfunctional. It's not going to work because, it, and it doesn't work. We're talking with Peter Kessler here on the Augusta Golf Show. Does do you see a path back to the PGA Tour for Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, any of those guys who might want to be back? No, no. I, I think, I think, you know, it's it's like you know when a criminal commits a crime, you can't go, you know, commit the crime and and, and behave badly and then later say, well, I want to be, you know, I, I, I don't want that criminal record. And they go, no, you got, you got a five-year probationary period, dude. You screwed up, you served some time, and now you're on probation. So in five years after you've resigned from live, we'll let you back on. The interesting thing about that is none of those guys, if this goes on long enough, could ever win again on the PGA Tour. Why is that? Because they don't play competitive golf anymore. Mm-hmm. It's one thing for Tiger to come back and play in a major after not being anywhere for six months, or Jack Nicklaus, or Bobby Jones, or Ben Hogan, if you have to make a trip to the hospital for six months. These guys today are not in that class. And so if you aren't practicing your craft, which is competition, where the score counts, then the guys who are eligible and are going to go play in the Masters in April, have zero chance to shoot good numbers. Most of them will miss the cut because none of them will have played in a golf tournament since last year's Open Championship. Cam Smith's first round as a competitor after having won the Open Championship will be at the Masters. Guess what? He's not going to be ready. He's working on his game, and that's not good enough. Players like Cam Smith, who are very good players, need competition. Tiger could live without it. Jack played 16 times a year. They were in a different stratosphere. This bunch, not happening. And so by the time that the Masters comes around, there's nothing they're going to be able to do to prepare to be able to be competitive because it would have been 10 months since they played around the golf that meant anything. They're all history. 
You bring up the Masters. Is there any one thing you'd really like to see happen at one of the major championships? Particular player win or uh, anything in particular you'd really like to see this year happen? Well, I'm hoping that the guys kick the stuffing out of uh, Phil Mickelson and DJ at the Champions Dinner. Hmm. I mean, you don't get to be a champion, you know, if you can't take out the bad guys. So I'm hoping it comes to fisticuffs. I'm hoping that those guys, well, they're going to get the worst tee times. I hope Phil tees off at 550 at first flight. And uh, I hope that they generally get shunned. I don't want anybody to be rude to them. But I want the vibe to be: you're not part of this anymore. This isn't you aren't the kind of people that we associate with. So I hope there's some nice bad feelings under the surface about which we don't read because they stay inside. But yeah, I hope they just kick the stuffing out of Phil and DJ at the dinner. And uh, but otherwise, I, you know, I think that the best players in the world are on the PGA Tour now. I mean. You're only missing DJ and Cam. The rest of it's nonsense. Phil's career is over. The nobody ever heard of Abraham Answer or Wade Ormsby. So none of that matters. It's just it's 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 just such a minor minor league. It's below Triple A ball, you know. So if they've only got two really good players, neither of whom have competed now for a year, then they have no good players. He is Peter Kessler, award-winning broadcaster, golf historian, the guy we always turn to following a major championship to get his perspective. I just kind of thought, well, let's get something going here early in the year. I'm glad you said yes, Peter. Thank you for doing this. I always say yes to you. It's my favorite show, and I like you so much as a friend, and I love your questions, and you let me just run on, and 